Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Junktime AFL Podcast, round 17, 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who wishes to defend the Adelaide coaching team for laughing at the Suns in the last quarter last night. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. Welcome uh, from uh, Rod Carter Studios. I was watching it last night. Um, Adelaide had obviously pants. The Gold Coast Suns, mm-hmm. okay? Nearly 100 and points. they found some mirth in the last quarter. Scott mm-hmm. Camperiali, Don Pike having a bit of a chuckle in it. And uh, Stewie Jew took umbrage. He wasn't too happy about it. And then he actually talked when describing the loss. He talked about he didn't want to put any spin or any mayo on it. Now, yeah, if there's one yeah. thing I know that's true, <laughs> he does like putting mayo on things. He's a big fan of the mayo. <laughs> He just he has mayo in everything, like uh, in his juice in the morning, mayo. Yep, it's chicken salt uh, and mayo for Stewie. Yeah, no, he's all over it. But uh, he 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 didn't think that it was a. He thought that the the Gold Coast Suns would be upset and the players should be really hurt by the fact that the uh, Adelaide Crows uh, coaches were laughing at them. But I just want to say that the Gold Coast, uh, the Adelaide Crows coaches were listening to my album. No way. Now, yeah, yeah, I'd done a um. A specific football-based comedy album. Uh, this one's called Gold Coast Schmoll Coast, <laughs> and some of the tracks are um, "We've Got Fifty Thousand Members." That's a ripper. <laughs> um, there's a three-peat coming. That's a good track. <laughs> and my favourite one is Jack Lacocious will be here forever. <laughs> so that you can't blame. That's some quality local gear, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't blame the Adelaide Crows. I mean, the game's over. There's nothing for them to do. Yeah, sure. Put you on know, the album. Put on the album. Have some fun. Yeah. If they're calling down to the runner, it's fucking pointless. How's that go for you when you do the uh, do the shows up on the Goldie? When you kind of you know run through those tracks, killing it. They don't love it. I will say that they, they, the, the fans, um, like when I get them all there, because I actually get more people to my shows than the Gold they, Coast Suns to the get Metricon to a game. game. Yeah, and um, look, they, they can start off a little rough, and you know, I come out dressed as Tom Lynch. That hurts. It. <laughs> so there's little things like that, um, and then, but you know, in the middle of the show, Carmichael Hunt comes out. We have a little bit of a session, and then the second <laughs> half of the show, mate, it picks up. Oh, <laughs> people. <laughs> People love it. They love the second half. You do 90 minutes in 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, they're big fans of it. So, you know, I, I just think the Gold Coast Suns, they need, you know, it's it's not going great for them. They need a little bit of mirth in their lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, going, they're asking for a uh, priority pick. Do you, think, do you think they'll get one? I actually have a feeling they will. So now we've kind of really got to a stage where they, you know, the, the, back in the day it was like uh, five games and under for two years you got a priority yes. pick. Yes. That is correct, yeah. You answered very quickly for a Cullen supporter, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's more about being a bit of a negotiation. So I think there was a team last year that put put forward the idea of getting a priority pick and they got kiboshed. 
Uh, I think Carlton had floated it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it got it got, it got floated on Carlton's behalf. Um, yep. And Kane Little, our CEO, was like, no, we're not going to ask. But everyone was saying, well, they should ask, but yeah. we're not going to ask. But, you know, if it's there, we're not asking for it. But if it's there, we'll, have we'll it. take it. Yeah, yeah. But we're not asking for it. And so this year, the Goldie, uh, I reckon they're probably a pretty good chance to get one. Okay, so if they finish last, they get one, two. And you can't really... So you think they should get the uh, pick two, not pick 19 or 20? Oh, fuck that. No, I fucking... You know, that, that's Give fucking the first bullshit. Two. That shit. That fucking... Like, back in the fucking day of, like, fucking, you know, the fucking um, Furious now, the fucking free agent shit, fucking 2013. Fucking Hawthorne got fucking, fucking 19 or whatever, buddy. It's like, get fucked. Get fucked, AFL. Yeah, it should have been pick 38 or something, shouldn't it? Anyway. Because so, what's he done? I reckon, uh, I reckon they're probably at a stage where they probably do need it. As their uh, CEO, president, chairman? President, president, Tony Cochran. Tony Cochran, yeah. So he's been talking about this week, uh, and there's a little quote from him. He says, I'm a very, very, very difficult man to say no to. In fact, the word no does not exist in my vocabulary. But I will put it to you, Tony Cochran. You just said no. Twice in a <laughs> sentence. So he's heard of it. He knows the word. He just says, I, I shouldn't say it that often. But I, I, I definitely know what it is and what it means. So it appears to be like a word that he, he, he ha- has in his mind, but not in his vocabulary. So maybe he was like, I'm, when I'm talking to the media, I'm not using my vocabulary. When I'm talking yes. in real life, that's my vocabulary. So I've said no twice, but... Yeah. In reality, I don't have it in my vocabulary. So when they say, you know, do you want sugar in your coffee? He'll go, yeah. yes, every time. <laughs> yeah, it's really, he hates it. He's blowing but he up. he can't say no. What about, what about if they gave them 15 priority picks? So they get the first 15 kids in the draft. So we turn, to. we go full, like other, like Gold Coast, they've lost the last two games by 90 plus points. We go full other way mm-hmm. and turn them into an absolute monster of a team yeah sure in four years but by saying that you're also describing the draft of 2010 when well, they actually came true. into the competition and they got yeah. fucking the first 15 picks in the fucking draft <laughs> and fucking butchered it <laughs> but the thing is the afl needs like they they can't have them fucking up can they it's just it's like the way they're playing at the moment is embarrassing they're just kind of you know they're out of puff what are the goal? Like, how much money must it be costing the AFL? Like, when they, when they, Gil's sitting there watching it, just going, "Well, this is fucked." Yeah, sure, sure, sure. What and do we do? How checks. do we change it? And also by the fact that they have been bad the entire time. Like, they've never, well, they've never threatened, have they? No, didn't they have a, a run of about? Weren't they pushing on the eight um, about halfway through one season? Well, fuck, man, that's not good. Like, that's like. <laughs> Like you look at the Giants, you know, two prelims. They've been regular final contenders. Yes. And 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 people are already talking about you know shutting up shop up there. And it's like, well, like do they? Like what do they do? Or or, or get another team to kind of relocate there? Like can Carlton go there? Can Carlton go there? Can I really want Carlton to go to the, go to the Gold Coast? The Carlton Suns. Yeah, it look good. What if? Oh, here's not a bad thing. If Carlton are going to go there, we play all like we play eleven home games in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and all our away games are in the Gold Coast. Well, you fucking tried that before, didn't you? When you, you, know, you, you guys fucking tried to take over Sydney, and you were like, "We'll play eleven home games in Carlton, and we'll play eleven home games in Sydney." You tried what, what that a, a long time offer. ago. What a fantastic offer from Carlton! What a generous offer that we put out there <laughs> for the national game. Yeah, for the national game to play our home games in another state, in only one state. Oh, you're good eggs like that. That's I I think that's why people love Carlton so much. How was our win? Speaking of Carlton and Sydney, 
what a fucking victory yesterday. The Blue Baggers, I tell you what, David Teague, if he's not signed up for 10 years, I don't know what is wrong with that club. Well, Juddy talked about maybe not having a inexperienced coach during the week, I think on Footy Classified, talked about maybe not having a, a coach with training wheels, am I right? Yes, that is the, the phrase that he used, which is a, an odd one because then Carlton uh, backpedaled very heavily the next day. Um, Again, Kane Little came out and said, oh, you know, Juddy was under pressure. That's not actually what we think, which clearly it is what they think, but they didn't want it out there in the public uh, forum. Yeah, sure. So he's the football director. And also, isn't he in charge of the the group finding the coach? Yeah, that, that guy, yes, yeah. who came out and said, <laughs> who said exactly what Carlton are going to go for. <laughs> but then when they go, like, is David T, does he have training wheels on? He's been an assistant coach for 12 years. He's mm. coached a team in, your own, with, in his own right, Michael, and you know that is the key. You have to coach a team in your own right. Own right, yeah. Yeah, which uh, Reece Shaw has done and uh, Luke Beveridge did it and quite a few have gone and done it. So is he of the training wheel type? Well, I put the question to you as a Carlton supporter. Is he a coach that you want? I'm sorry, Adam. Question without notice. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Fucking hell. But I've got time for- is he a coach that you want? Because they're talking about maybe like a Michael Voss, Paul Ruse combination coming through. I tell you what, you know who's talking a lot about that? Paul Ruse. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Paul Ruse is loving putting that out there. He goes, I tell you what, it'd be great. Is if you had a, a director of coaching, say on. One and a half million a year. Just say. Yeah, yeah. And and just like, oh, you know, two days a week. Two, maybe day and a half. It yeah. doesn't have to be two. I'll come in two if we've had a loss. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I'll get in noon and yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll chat to the boys while they're having lunch and then I'll just duck off about 1.30 or so, you know, just... Yeah. Keep it, keep it, keep it light. I don't want to get in Voss's way. I don't want to get in no, Voss's no, way. Exactly. Yeah. But, but can I have my one point five million dollars? Yeah, I can be a sounding board. Vossi can call me anytime. at any time. My phone will most likely be on if I'm not, you know, in Hawaii or uh, yeah, in the sure. movies between, or whatever. Between three p.m. five p.m. No, four p.m. Yeah, we'll four. give it three to four, like a yeah. one hour where Vossi can just uh, ask me anything. I am anything at all. Yeah. It, 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 I'm available for Vossi at any time of the day. Um, he can just, you know, just say, what should I do here? And I go, mate, you do what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that, I'm giving not him freedom. Yeah. Yeah. He won't be an overbearing mm-hmm. uh, director of coaching. And that, that's what I love about Ruzi. He's just, he's really putting it out there. He suggested that about fucking 10 times <laughs> on the couch. Do you, so, so John Longmire is staying at Sydney. So that's cancelled him out. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Liam Pickering, stunned, didn't know. What, didn't, didn't have a conversation with John about the contract? No, I didn't like know. He just out of the blues. like, fucking hell. Bloody oh, hell. So I thought you were going to North, mate. I tell I you what. I put that out there. I said that on SEN. His pick is like uh, Rusey, just like loosey-goosey, just don't want to know anything, just, you know, just want to, you know, keep it keep it casual, keep it light, keep it keep yeah. it, keep it it simple. You don't need to tell me. So does that mean Reece Shaw will stay at the Kangas? Question without notice, Michael. He is making a very good argument for himself to be the coach next year. So he has, what, four or five games to go? Yes. They have definitely lifted under his leadership. That is um, true. Uh, you got to look at like who are the people around. Um, the players already know him. A couple of players have come out and said they want him to be the coach next year. Everyone really rates him and he's coached the, you know, he was the NEFL coach of the year two years running. Can you Holy believe that? shit. That is back a to back NEFL. Fucking hell, mate. So No what? one's done that before. And he, I can't believe he's not a coach already. Neefel, so who 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 was he coaching then? Like, was that the Swans Neefel team? Yeah, was, yes. Yeah, wow. But 
two years in a row. So first year you go, that's fucking luck. That's first year beginner's luck. That, no way. He not, can't back that up. Not in the NEFL, no. No, no, no. There's guys from Queanbeyan who are fucking <laughs> who are ready to step up. But then he's just gone, no, mate, watch me fucking back it up. I am the king. Okay, can I put forward a combination at North, mm-hmm. okay, that might impress people, that might get people over the line for the yep. re- rebuild. Uh, okay, so can I put two names together? Reshaw, yeah, and Heathshaw. Oh, this is <laughs> so, left field. I like it. And so, because you know, Heath is coming to the end of the career. He might have. Yeah. He might have a year or maybe a year to run around. Still, like you know, he's been around yeah, for a long time. Yeah. yeah, he's on the way out though. You're right. And Reese, kind of mild mannered, kind of yep. not really much of a character. But then he's, a, he's, a, he's a bit of a character, but he's no Heathshaw. Yeah, you don't. You, you, well, okay, okay. Back in Collingwood days. Yes. There was no Reese in the fucking Brack Pack, okay? Like Yeah, that no, fair point. No, Reese was heading point. home at ten PM, okay? Yeah. And and then yeah. Heathy was kicking around with Swanee and the likes and did and, and all those things. Go yeah. Yeah. Go, let's go for a drive. Don't <laughs> worry if you crash into the car, I'll say you weren't here. And Jono. Now so okay, so here's my combination. Reese Shaw okay. and Heath mm-hmm. Shaw mm-hmm. take over at North Melbourne next year. I think I think to me that's a done deal. To me, that is that I'm is your dream. That that's, done deal. That, that's your dream team right there. And so what does Heathshaw bring to the table that Reese doesn't have? Are you seeing like uh, a lot more mirth a lot of, the game? A lot of horseplay. A lot of horseplay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. So he'd be like, uh, he'd be the guy kind of like uh, putting the, um, going to the ice bath, grab a bit of ice and put the ice down the back of your shorts. <laughs> yeah. Heath, you got me one more time, hey? Uh, you know what he could do? Because now that he's um, playing alongside Brett Deledio, he could, if he went to North Melbourne. Shit. Key and tuna. Holy shit. He could put a key and tuna. <laughs> That's the mother load right there. Fucking hell. I wonder if I wonder if Dids has done that up at the the Giants. <laughs> if there's some unsuspecting junior who's gone, fucking hell, I've got to drive home. Oh, fuck. Opens up his locker and there's a you know can of John West sitting there. He's like, what the fuck's this? He goes, hey, where's McCarkey? And then Dids is like giggling in the corner. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, Delidio? You're an idiot. I imagine that's the first thing that happens at the Giants nowadays. Like you, you show up to training for your first day. They show you, you know, here's the pool, here's the you know, here's yeah. the ground, here's the you know, meet the senior coach, you know. Uh, by the way, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> <laughs> We've put your car key in a can of tuna. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. By yeah, the way, about... wash it off, it'll be fine. Anyway, go home. Yeah, I've been delidsed, and that is a fucking <laughs> cracker. You know what? I actually like the way that David Teague is coaching at Carlton, and I would quite be quite happy if he stuck around. Because uh, we are going very well at the moment, Michael. Two yeah. losses under a goal, and we've won three. It'd be pretty fascinating. Like, I wonder... I mean, Reese can make a good case, and Tigo can make a good... I call him Tigo. Tigo. What have you got, Tigo? He's kind of borderline, isn't he? But I think, I think like Juddy said, they want an experienced thing. But then it's like, who is that person? Um, uh, Brad Scott is talking about maybe taking a year off. Yes. But do you think he does that to add... Um, to the tension. Yeah, a little bit of tension, a little bit uh, adds a zero to his, you know, his contract. He's like, oh, I don't want to do it. And they're like, come on, Brad. He's like, I don't want to. I'm taking a year off. And you're like, mate, you're fucking 44. Like, what are you taking a year off for? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you don't Just really. Just go back to work. No one else takes a fucking year off at that age. You don't really need a gap year right now, do you, mate? No, what's he? Yeah, he's going to go backpacking around. You're going <laughs> to rock up, rock up at a backpackers in Berlin and there's fucking Brad Scott in the bunk above you. <laughs> okay, what are you doing here, mate? Go, oh, mate. <laughs> Having a gap year. Yeah, and also I love the idea that he's in a backpackers while he's like earning like eight hundred grand a year. Just man, that's like, what you're doing. A, that's what you're doing a gap year. Yeah, man, I got to save my checklist, man. You know, 
There's yeah. uh, there's uh, these twenty euro uh, a night in uh, eight better. It's <laughs> like killing me. Yeah, he's like, you want you want to uh, you want to drink out of my jug of red wine? What do you think would be Brad Scott's uh, destination of choice? Carlton. I think everyone wants to go. No, no, I meant like when he went backpacking around Europe. Where would he want oh. to go first? Well, if he if he so is he is he starting it now? Like when does the gap year begin? Because he's out of coaching. So does it technically start now or is it across the football season? He's apparently holidaying with his family right now. Okay. Yeah. So they all come back and then he goes and starts his gap year. Is that yeah. how it happens? I, I, I'm, I'm tipping of like January 1, mm. 2020, Brad begins the gap year and then we're okay. like, why don't we chart? Like, where would he go? Where would he go yeah. on the journey? So he okay. says goodbye to Mrs. Scott and the kids at the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on, uh, by himself. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. needs to refresh. Needs to kind of refresh the mind. Yeah, and uh, he's, he's flying Air China. So he's, he's got a world ticket, but it's, uh, it's going the long way. So it's a 38-hour flight to, to Europe. I do feel like he goes to London first. I feel like he's a traditionalist. Like, I don't oh. think he wants to do anything too fancy, too, too yeah. off the beaten path. I think, I think Brad's like a meat and potatoes guy. Yeah, and so like when it comes to his to holidays... Court. I think so, yeah. When it comes to his yeah. holidays, he's like, you know, straight and narrow. Um, yeah. You know, a bit of, bit of London, um, oh, probably a bit of Paris... Oh, I wouldn't have thought Paris. I would have thought Rome because he'd, you know, have a bit of the military history. Go yeah, to okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Coliseum, gotcha. you know, he's played at the Gabatoir. He can compare them. It's like the G. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah, G. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure, exactly. Sure. Yeah, he's probably got, he's uh, part of the uh, RCC, the uh, Roman uh, Cricket Club. No, I think you're right there. I think Paris is a bit too romantic for him, actually. Yeah, I, I, I can't emotional. see him on there. Yeah. yeah. I think you go to Berlin. I think, again, he would like the uh, war history side I, of it. I think he would be packing in his backpack a few books about World War Two. Yeah. And so he could then compare and say, you know, this is where the Rosenbachs family fought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think what to, what would be the next destination? Because by the fact, like, I feel like Barcelona is a bit too, a bit too, you know, lively for him. I feel like Portugal yeah, is not quite to, his thing. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Would he go? Would he head down to Mykonos? Is he a Mykonos kind of sit on the oh, beach kind of man? Greek islands, perfect, mate. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Any 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 Greek island down there, he'd be. Yeah, he'd be absolutely perfect. Walking around, wrap a sheet around his body. He'd be perfect, perfect there. And also, if he's heading over that time, it's winter when he's heading first over there. He could probably uh, play for a few of the European football teams over there as well. Oh, uh, yeah. And then he could write it off as a tax write-off. He yeah. could be like, I was, on a, I was working. Yeah, I was, um, he can go see the Paris Poodles. There you go. He would go to Paris. I tell you what, the... Um I think the Brad Scott year off doesn't sound too bad, actually. <laughs> no, I think I think it's going to be good for him, and he's going to come back refreshed. Whichever team gets him, not only are they going to get a refreshed coach, but they're going to get little tidbits about different places around Europe, mm-hmm. which is what you want from anyone who's come back from Europe is for them to just fucking, oh, fucking talk about their fucking yeah. trip. Yeah, and he might have like a bit of a British accent that just drifts in and out. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. It's like every now and then, and it, or it just says words Kick like it to the fat side, mate. Yeah, it says like you know, um, I want I want you to be first in, um, governor. Like just something, <laughs> just just slips just a word in. in every now and then. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like it. I like it. Hey, a uh, bit of concern that Dyson Heppel might have to go under the knife, Adam. I'm worried about him. I am worried that he may never walk again. I am concerned about that too. He was a late mm. withdrawal last week. Mm. He's battling a genetic foot issue. I mean, if it's genetic, mate, I'd say that uh, I say it's all over for him. Really, like, um, if he's, do we know if his parents are still walking? 
That's a good question. I could Google Dyson Heppel's parents right now. No, because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure both of them are wheelchair-bound, oh, is my geez. understanding. So he, it's going to be a rapid um, demise for Dyson. He's going to go from captaining Essendon to being, you know, wheelchair-bound for the rest of his life. I, I would go amputation. What, okay. In this scenario, so he's, got, he's had a surgery on uh, the other foot. So he's got it in both feet. He had surgery on one foot. Uh, he's got it in this other foot. What if he gets, like, uh, Oscar Pistorius-type blades? Oh, Okay. With screw-ins. Uh-huh. Mate, how, he could run around, he could leap, he could leap above Magic Door, and he could, he's like super quick, and, you know, it fucking, he's got no more foot issues. Do you find it every now and then a bit disappointing that, that AFL players don't take the option of amputation legs? more yeah. than they should? I mean, we've had a few, like, we've had um, Daniel Chick, obviously. Daniel Ch- Chick, yeah. Got Chicky. rid of the digit. Got rid of the digit. And there was a, Carlton, yeah. a former Carlton player who got rid of the digit as well. Um, I can't remember which finger it was, but I Post career or during career. Oh, during career, yeah. I think he okay. went from Carlton, and then went to VFL. I only remember by the fact that he was on Letterman talking about it like years ago. Um, and so I can't remember the name of the person, but okay. that's a gen- that's a generally true story. Um, he, what, he was in the crowd at Letterman. He no, no, he guest. was like a guest. He was a guest. What? And they said, "Here comes an AFL player." And tell us about your remarkable story. And he said, "Yeah, you know, I had a finger problem, so I got it amputated, so I could keep on playing." Like that was, that's a genuine real thing. I don't know the name of the play, but I believe they played at Carlton, and that then I think did VFL. I have never heard of this player. Like yeah, yeah. He's big enough to be on Letterman. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think he might have just been having a holiday, and <laughs> maybe he mailed the finger to them and said, you know, you know, do you want to hear my story? Or but is that how he claimed he's? Uh, maybe he was in a gap year. But I, and he I goes, I'll go on Letterman. I'll claim this. I found it fascinating. The number of players that have had foot issues over the years mm. and have yeah. not gone with the amputation. Hurdy back in like '98, '99, for a long yeah, time a lot of was out. Ranges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Trent Crowe famously did his foot in the '08 Grand Final. If he yep. just took the unselfish path yes. and amputated the foot, he could have been playing around for the next five years. Well, also, um, I'm, uh, ch- I'll, I'll start to champion. Um, Mid-game amputations. Ah, good point. Good point. So they yeah. go down with the dock. They come back out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got a little. He's got a little. Um. I don't know. Carbon foot. Yep. He goes straight back out there. So it actually doesn't cost your team. Like as you said, very selfish to sit on the bench with a little tracksuit top across your legs, going, "Oh, I, I, my foot's too sore." You're like, "Well, fucking get rid of it." And they talk about getting entertainment back in the game. I mean, we've got bongo cam, yeah. got kiss cam, got oblivious mm. cam. Fucking amputation cam for me yeah. is a real winner. Well, you know, uh, if you're at a um, uh, a sportsman's night mm-hmm. and they have signed memorabilia, right? Who wants to buy a pair of boots when you can buy the foot. Dyson Heppel's signed foot? <laughs> How much would that go for? That's at least five hundred bucks, <laughs> right there. <laughs> and that could go back to his old club, you know, from because he's down Gippsland Way. He could just go take the foot back to the club that he grew up for, uh, played for. He takes it down there. He goes, let's raffle off my foot. If anything, I mean, I'm getting the feeling now it's actually selfish of players that they aren't, they aren't giving back to the game yeah. by having uh, hands, feet amputated and then raffling them off at their local club, their local if former you, club. If I came to your place mm-hmm. and I said, and you, can, you can, said, Rosie, check this out. This is Buddy Franklin's goal-kicking foot. The hundred, the hundred and oh eight that he kicked yes. the hundred, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, mate, that is what a what a what a fucking what a conversation piece to have in your house, yeah, a sure. Fucking player's foot. And then also, if I came to your place and you mm. said, "Hey, Chambo, 
uh, check out these three people I have in a barrel. <laughs> I'd be like... <laughs> Ex-players, though. <laughs> hey, do you think that we should probably talk about Adam Simpson for a bit? It's pretty emotional. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to... I don't, I don't want to talk about him because he's uh, he's cost us our uh, cricketing World Cup um, championship. Basically, we we were going to be the World Cup heroes, and I I blame Adam Simpson for that not happening. Pretty much, we were flying, and then we got done in the semi final by England on Thursday night, if I remember correctly. Belted. It was embarrassing, and actually, and as what's happening, as every wicket went down, I couldn't help mm. but think to myself, "Fuck you, Adam Simpson," because. He gave some advice to mm. coach Justin Langer uh, before the team headed off. Langer said, one thing I learned from Adam Simpson, Adam Simpson was about roles. Mm. He didn't know about roles before that. He did not know roles. So Justin Langer just used to say to players, go out there and um, I don't know what I expect you to do. But um, Simo would have sat him down and gone, mate, Warner, get him to bat. He goes, fuck, all right. All right, I'm, I'm listening to you, Simo. I'll take it on board, but fucking hell, mate, you're out there. Well, you know, one thing I found funny, just when I read that sentence, I thought I was getting to the end of the word. I was like, one thing I learned from Adam Simpson was about rules. And I was like, wait a second, Langer, you should know the fucking rules by now. You've <laughs> <laughs> been around for a while. Yeah. But he said last year, the Eagles Premiership, it was roles, roles, roles. Mm, it was about roles, wasn't it? And the players were very clear in their roles. And Simpson said it took so much pressure off. So prior to Adam Simpson, no... Player, no um, premiership team ever had role players. No player ever knew what to do on the field. They walked out on the field and they they didn't know what to do. Like I remember, so they just played on instinct. They just went, "Oh fuck, I got it. I may as well kick it between those posts." I suppose. Basically, everyone seems to, everyone seems to cheer a lot when I do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they were doing it mainly for the cheering, actually. <laughs> like I remember, oh, okay, that's how they that's how they worked it out. They're like, "Oh, they're booing me now. That was bad." I remember I being a, have done that. I remember being a little kid, right? Okay, I went to the '88 Grand Final, right? Okay, it was Hawthorne Melbourne. You know, it was a, a so wet, did I. A wet I saw my first streaker that day. Yeah, yeah. We, hey, mate, we've all we've got a lot going on, all of us. Yeah. Um, I went to the Adelaide Grand Final, and I, I remember, said, Dad, put your clothes back on. Oh, bang! There you got ya. Yeah. <laughs> Stitch up. <laughs> but I remember um, the team came out, like, and I remember, yeah. you know, it was, you know, it was a great day. You know, like, team Melbourne comes out, Hawthorne comes running out. I actually remember there was a Melbourne supporter next to me, like an older guy, mm. and he, in classic Melbourne tradition, he had the Melbourne team song written on a sheet of paper. So what? yeah, yeah. So he's like an older guy, which an older guy to me when I was like eleven might yeah, have okay. been forty, but I yeah. reckon I reckon he was seventy. Like I, okay. I, a, I can still picture him in my head, and and he had the Melbourne t- song on a piece of paper and and sung that as they ran out. You know, we're a grand old flag or blind flag, and then. Can I just say though, it's not that hard a song to remember. No, and also yeah, the lyrics. It's a fucking classical song that's gone for <laughs> yeah. eons. It's been around for a while, yeah. yeah. If you're back from Melbourne and you're 70, I reckon you've heard it a few times. And I reckon also if you're 70 and like the year at a New Year's Eve function, you've yeah. heard the fucking song. Like no, <laughs> like nowadays, yeah. like you don't go to a New Year's Eve function and they sing, they sing Old Lane Song. But, uh, yeah. but, but back in his day, it would have been... He's heard it. Yeah, I, I feel like I, uh, I want to, you know, um, go and ask Doris if she would hold hands and walk around the park. <laughs> but... They, um, but to his credit, he then, mm. when Hawthorne ran out, he also had the Hawthorne song uh, on paper. And so he sang that as well. Do you ever... Do, fucking what a weirdo. Do you <laughs> sing this... 
Do you sing the song when they run out? No, I don't. But I think that I, I think '88 Grand Final was such a big deal that like dudes were like really into it. Like Melbourne no, people know, have been into it. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal if your team's in it, but yeah. not both teams. No, 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 no. This is why what, <laughs> what I found weird about the dude, and he was a Melbourne supporter. He was cl- he was a Melbourne supporter, and I thought it was like more like his kind gesture of like being like I'll sing my team and then I yep. shall sing for the other team as well to be a good sportsman. What a lovely man. Anyway, the point is. He's dead. Yeah, for a while, I reckon. <laughs> but the point is, when the teams ran out, and mm. then I actually actually run down to the boundary, because J- Jason Dunstall, being full forward, he didn't know where to go, right? And I had to say, hey, Jason, into the goal well, square. You, you knew. Yeah, I had to call him and say, hey, mm. mate, get in the goal square, because your role yeah. is to kick, kick, a, kick a ball through the, through the post there. And he a was what? like, he was like, fuck, I, I had a no what? idea. Yeah, I, I roll. I said, roll. He said, sausage roll. And I said, later, mate, later, mate. Save it the yeah. bounce. Save it the bounce. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, your role is to kick it through the goals here. So, yeah, just help me out. I'm, you I'm doing you a favour. Well, you... I'm not saying I'm a pioneer, but, you know, probably no, no, probably could get a statue out the front of the MCG. No big deal. Couldn't hurt. Uh, so, yeah, um, Justin Langer said that the uh, West Coast players were very clear in their roles and Simpson said it took so much pressure off. So with each player being told what to do, they were like, "Woo, we can relax. We can chill out. We can chill out. So uh, he said if we give our players roles and we select accordingly, it takes pressure off. It was a great lesson from footy and it was a great lesson for me. You're so what is, Justin Langer's been coached for a little while there. Yeah, what, from the start of last year, roughly? March, yeah. April, yeah, when Buff pulled out, yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, after the... Um, the cheating. Uh, yeah, after the filthy, <laughs> filthy fucking cheats. Dirty cheating. Dirty cheats, that's what they are. Anyway, I think would would would, 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 whole year. would Langer's role be to, to say, hey guys, your role is don't cheat. Don't be That'd filthy, be dirty cheaters. <laughs> Yeah, because you would think that you, there's some things that were implied that you didn't need to say, but now you've got to say everything. Like you need to go to a player as he's running out. Hey, Cam, do you have any sandpaper in your pocket? Yeah, he's sure. Like, oh, yeah, I've got, I've got reams of it. Mate, don't take it out in the field. Oh, okay, didn't know. Yeah, Mitch, take that Vaseline out of your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why Why have you got so many um, hey, Dave, things in your mouth? Dave, you know that angle grinder you got in your <laughs> back pocket? <laughs> Just take that out, mate. Yeah, we don't need that. No, we don't. Uh, he had a line here from, uh, I remember ringing Ross Lyon. Mm. And he goes, I'll ring you back. I don't know why that's part of the uh, conversation. It could be like, I, I called Ross Lyon. Anyway, Rossy said, oh, I'll, ring, I'll ring you back. Um, yeah, that, that's a weird part of a sentence to tell you, like to say that someone said, oh, just call me back. Yeah, like, I, I was telling this about you. I'd be like, anyway, I called Rosie and he said, call back. And then he yeah. called me back again. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's not a part of the story you need to know. We're saving times. Anyway, although maybe that's a part of like his um, his sportsman's night sort of gear. It goes so Ross Lyon. I rang Ross Lyon and he said, uh, "I'll call you back." And the crowd goes, "Oh, whoa, ah. fucking hell! When, when's he gonna do that?" Bombshell. What's he watching Bombshell. on TV? Ross Lyon's gonna call Justin Langer back. I bet he did too. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he called me back. They're like, "Oh, <laughs> fucking Justin, you are on it." But he says, "I just scribbled notes and some of the lessons he taught one." On that phone call eight years ago as a first-year head coach, mate, I will take them with me for the rest of my life. There was also another one where he talked to Sheedy. He came across Sheedy, and Sheedy said, write down the top 10 coaches that you've ever had. Yep. And then he said, what you've learned from those people will be the coach that you want to be. Mm. So basically built like a um, 
Uh, Frankenstein of coaches. Frankenstein of coaches, yeah. But he says here, I've still got the journal at home and I came up with 16 or 17 coaches. It's like, what the fuck did Sheed say to you, mate? He said 10. He didn't say 16 or 17. Yeah. No wonder fucking Australia didn't make it through to the final. Because their coach doesn't fucking listen. Yeah, doesn't listen to the fucking important. He said 10. Not yeah. 16, not 17. Nah, 10. And I say, how many? 10. And I say, how, how many, many fucking coaches How many have? fucking coaches you had? <laughs> <laughs> like, I reckon, I, like, I played fucking footy cricket for like fucking, you know, 15, 20 years. I don't think I could come up with um, 16 and 17. And also, 16 or 17 that had an impact on my life. Like, yeah, yeah. most of them were just like, dude, you're a creepy PE teacher. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> don't come near me. Yeah. And also, this is a guy who is mostly coached at Catholic schools where it's like, mate, I don't want you anywhere near me. Yeah. <laughs> I know what goes on. Yeah, oh, here's one thing I took from one coach. You're supposed <laughs> to shower with all your players, are you? Yeah, that, yeah. Fuck, I had things. a coach. I had a coach. I had a coach of footy and cricket, and he would go to the urinal, right? Okay. He would go to the urinal, and he was an adult. He was like a 45-year-old adult. And he would literally go to the urinal, and he would drop his pants to his ankles. He would not. He would. He would drop his pants to his fucking ankles. And I don't, there was nothing creepy about it. There was nothing creepy about it. Like, it wasn't like, you know, that, like, you know when you're a child and you do that? Like, yes. you're, you're three or four. Yes, like, and you stop the moment that people laugh at you. Yes, yes. This is a man who would do this. And I also, I, I, every now and then... Like, over the last, like, 20 years, I would see him at the MCG every now and then. Like, every five years, maybe. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to know, do you do that when you go to the toilet at the MCG? Like, in public. Like, when you're around, like, real people and not 15 Young boys. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. It's opening up a world, Adam. Oh, I saw, I saw a guy do it at Brisbane Airport. Fuck and... Hell. He went into a cubicle, but he didn't shut the door. And he so I walked in, and he's got his pants around his ankles having a slash. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Dude, dude, dude. They're not four or five. And that is another reason why we just didn't, you know, Justin Langer, you're a fucking fool. <laughs> what do you reckon, what advice would he get from Ross Lyon? Like, oh, look, Justin, what you got to do is you got to... um. You just got to really just, you know, hang around here for a little bit. And then when you get a better offer from like a Pakistan or an India, <laughs> like just head over there. <laughs> nah, get on, Lang. Nah, he's... he's Ross Liner just said, mate, all you got to do is score 24 and hope that they score yeah, 24. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Fucking Ross Lyon coaching cricket would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, just get six runs off 150 <laughs> balls. <laughs> and then we'll try and keep them to five. Uh so it was a huge game there on Friday night over in uh, in Perth. Collingwood came from nowhere to uh, to steal the, the one-point win, a fantastic win. But apparently pre-game, so Xavier Ellis was down on the... Uh, X-Man! Uh, former former uh, Hawthorne Premiership player. 208, Hawthorne Premiership leader. Kicked a goal uh, in the so, first quarter. Yeah, so he went across to West Coast and then he's since been in the media. And he's actually very funny on uh, Twitter if you follow him. Yeah, yeah. And he said they sprayed Optus Stadium surface with an anti-Jew spray. Jew, D-E-W, not <laughs> anti-Semitic spray. Do you, is that a but, real thing? Is that a... Well, I, he's not going to make it up, but I've never, I've never heard of it. Let me have a look if, if we can Google anti-Jew spray. Because okay. it just seems like if you're putting liquid down... Be very fucking careful with the letters <laughs> you put in, mate. Anti-Jew. But also, yeah. isn't the point of it to be a bit wet if it's outdoors? 
Well, I, I, I guess so, but they're saying that they don't really want it. There's a, there's a thing here that says that in the cricket, they use a chemical spray to offset dew in India. So it is a, it is a spray. I've never heard of such things. I reckon, I think we should use that everywhere. I, like I feel like... I never want to kick the dew off the grass again. Well, that should be a thing. That, I feel like that should be a thing that you should talk to both teams and you work out, you know, do they want it, do they don't want it. Like, I feel like well, that's actually like a performance enhancing thing. But I guess it affects both teams. So it is good for both. But what do you do? Like, uh, but wait, say, wait, 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 wait. Shut up. Wait. But what if, like, I'm a tall team and I don't want the small people getting getting oh, a go? Like, I feel like that wanna... should. Is, is this a conversation that they've had? Like, I, I, is it AFL approved? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I'm furious. I'm ropeable. I'm, I'm clearly mm-hmm. ropeable, Adam. No, not all the way up here in Ron Carter Studios. Yeah, but I feel like that's like a thing you should, you know, make sure that both teams are across. I feel like that's almost the same as ball tampering. It's up there. West Coast are a pack of cheats, aren't they? Oh fuck! Do I have to say this again? Is the 2018 Premiership tainted? I mean, is I it, would say so. I have yeah. to say. I mean, Melbourne in the prelim last year, Mm -hmm. they went in with the shorter side on record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they said to Gorn, get on your knees because we are going to keep the ball at ground level because it's going to be dewy over there. And then all of a sudden it's pinging around and uh, Kennedy and Darling and fucking all these people are marking the ball. And Melbourne are like, how's that happening? We haven't even kicked a goal at half time. What's going on? Dude, they had Danny DeVito at full forward. And I had to point him in the direction too to get to full forward. So, you know, know your role. But I think it's probably time we take the cup off them. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair enough. And you know you know what I also I worry about, Michael? If you're adding chemicals to the ground. Now the players, you know, you roll on the ground, you put your mouth guard hits the grass, you put the, the mouth guard back in your mouth. Yeah. What are you actually ingesting? Like sure. I, I think we are cutting the lives short yep. of so many players for the sake of a non greasy ball. Sure. Hey, should we do a couple of footballers in real life, Adam? Hit me. Here's one from Jen. Uh, hi guys, flying back from the Gold Coast today after having been up there for the Tigers and Suns game this weekend. I was waiting for my carry-on luggage to be screened through x-ray machine when I looked across to the next row of people going through. Security has seen none other than ex-Port Adelaide footballer Kane Corns. The volcano. <laughs> Fuck, he gets around, doesn't he? I was slightly amused when I noticed his T-shirt. He was wearing a shirt with his own caricature in the port <laughs> teal black and white colours with the letters in bold, ghosts underneath them. Wow. That is a bit rich, getting about in your own T-shirt. That is... Surely he understands, like, there's an irony to that, do you hope? Yeah, sure. But also, there are many people out there who will go like, your cane corns, you're wearing a t-shirt with your own face and it has yeah. the words goat underneath yeah. it. And yes. they go, you're a wanker. When I reckon there is an irony. I reckon there is an irony. But also, You'd hope so. You'd hope maybe lost a bet. But yeah. Got, made, got the t-shirt made. But also, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I mean, fuck man, if I had a t-shirt that was printed up that called me goat, I'd be like, yeah. I'm wearing it everywhere. Well, because you are the goat. Oh, well, you know, that's what you, <laughs> your mum says. <laughs> yeah, we are Junktime FL Pod at Gmail or Junktime Pod on Twitter and Facebook and the Gram. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks! Go Blues!
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.